I'm Coin Easy, and this is Wrecked. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Wrecked Podcast. I am one of your hosts, uh, Bunchu Betts. I am here with another host, Crypto Chamber. And uh, sadly, we have a third host that's not with us tonight because uh, we had some technical microphone issues. Uh, Cynthia Wood will be will be joining us as our third host. Um, so we have a very special guest tonight as well. Um, you may know him from um, some of the most more popular projects he's been working on, such as Honey Miner, um, Pepe Dap, Crypto Aquarium and Whale Reports. Uh, so we have a very special guest at Coin Yeezy with us. Coin Yeezy, how are you? Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So uh, we really appreciate you being the first ever guest on our first ever podcast. So the way we're going to start this off is we'll do a little uh, roundtable introduction of each of us. So let's just go around the horn here and um, you know introduce ourselves, uh, projects that we you know how we got into crypto and things like that. Chamber, we'll start with you. Well, um, pretty much, I guess you would classify me as the uh, wrecked poster boy. Um, <laughs> I got in uh, very late 2017, uh, towards the end of November. Saw uh, an amazing run-up uh, through mid-December. Thought I was a complete and utter genius. Um, and subsequently got wrecked there, thereafter. Um, and have been learning and and. Be, been humbled ever since so waiting for that second bull run to come for me we were talking pre-show um tell the tell the audience how you got what you got shilled to get you into crypto Ooh, the the mother of all shills uh <laughs> i had a co-worker uh introduce me to bitconnect uh which he was very very enamored with was um, his name carlos matos it, it was carlos matos <laughs> I, I, apparently he's very popular these days wrecked. Um, <laughs> very wrecked um, yeah, got, was very excited about it. I kind of saw through it, sort of, kind of. Um, didn't really uh, make any investment in it, uh, but watched him get very wrecked uh, in, in, I guess it would have been the end of January. Poor guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I bought the most awful shit coins, um, you know, got involved with Verge and Tron and awful ICOs and... Uh, I tell you, the spring has been a spring of learning for me, so it's that's, it's it's been good. That's a good story, though. Um, so for those listening, um, Chamber is actually the brainchild behind the whole wrecked concept, and you can see why based on that story. Absolutely, I, I was going to say my favorite part. I listen to most of the uh, crypto podcasts. My favorite part is uh, listening to stories from the uh, you know the quote unquote OGs. Um, and how they first got started and you know all the OGs today seem to have got wrecked at some point So it gives me a little bit of hope. So we're my, my thought was to give a little bit of hope to everybody else Awesome. So yeah. speaking speaking of OGs, we have coin Yeezy here coin Yeezy Tell us a little bit about how you got started in crypto how you where you are today and things like that Yeah, so I would say to be fair. I started hearing about Bitcoin in 2012 um, I actually heard it at a college party 
I was at, a, a, at my university with some friends and uh, somebody had like a lighter or something and it said something about bitcoins or whatever and I started asking a few questions. Uh, obviously didn't know what the heck it was at the time. Um, kind of <clears throat> went back to the, the drawing board and, and uh, researched a little bit and realized really quickly that it's this basically PayPal with computers and not humans and uh, found that pretty fascinating and kind of went down the rabbit hole from there and, and started getting more involved with things like mining and um, kind of understanding what the blockchain and, and the Bitcoin network was. And that evolved into even starting some businesses uh, based on the blockchain or, or about uh, cryptocurrency in general. Awesome. So um, that brings us to kind of where you are today. Tell us a little bit about um, what you're doing today in the space. Obviously, I think when I got into the space, you were actually one of the first person people that I uh, got in contact with because we share a mutual friend. And uh, I remember at the time, I think you had I don't know, 4,000 followers on Twitter. And today you are almost at 20K and you are one of the biggest influencers um, in the space. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and, and how you came to be. Yeah. Yeah. So Bitcoin, or t rather Twitter isn't really my uh, strong suit, I would say, but uh, something I've For learned me. to love through, <laughs> uh, through crypto and kind of uh, understanding like, you know, this social experiment that Twitter is especially when you're a pseudonym or like these meme accounts, right? So it's been a pretty fun experience in itself. But uh, currently I, I spend most of my time really trying to build businesses. Uh, I got a handful of them uh, kind of under my belt in the last two or three years, uh, Whale Reports being one of them, which is uh, the, the blog site that we all kind of come together and collaborate on. Uh, Coindex app, it's a portfolio app. Uh, Honey Miner, which is a recent project that I, I really enjoy. Uh, it's a consumer mining app that you, you basically go to honeyminer.com and, and download it and, and there you are, your computer's a miner, right? Um, so I've been working on that stuff, digital collectible space, Pepe Dapp, um, and just really spending as, as much time as I possibly can trying to build uh, companies and, and businesses in the space and kind of grow uh, not just my knowledge, but actually build things that people enjoy. Yeah, that's awesome. You definitely have your hands in a lot of things. How do you manage all of that? Uh, I got to say it's difficult, uh, but uh, <laughs> mostly I, I'm working with a lot of people that are really motivated. So uh, the, the core piece to all of these these experiments are that uh, the, the team is all aligned uh, with incentive and, and, and a common goal. And um, it's fast moving. And I think that it's really a lot to do with the people I'm working with at the moment, uh, like uh, Crypto Randy Marsh, for example, is a great guy to collaborate with. He's, he's fast moving, really creative. Um, and I've, I've actually started quite a few projects with him in the last year. So yeah, you guys it's, are, it's about the people, you know? You guys are like uh, the crypto uh, dynamic duo out there lately. So every, you know, you guys are on a lot of projects together. So shout out Crypto Randy Marsh. Do you have a favorite one that you're working on now? Uh, it's Pepe Dapp and, and Honey Miner are really the, the two pieces. I, I really love that uh, PepeDap has the digital collectible space. We're kind of working on this idea of a semi-fungible standard with ERC-420 and, and understanding like how to build a game layer on top of these assets, right? Uh, mm -hmm. That's gonna be a really cool experiment. And, and I'm really excited to kind of see where it is in the next uh, three, six months, uh, a year. Um, and with HoneyMiner, it's, uh, it's just such a challenge from the customer support and operational perspective to build a miner. I mean, it's a lot of development work. So we have a, a really talented development customer support team. 
and our, our product, it's only been live for a couple of weeks. We're kind of still in this beta phase and it's kept me so busy, but I, I really, really enjoy that. Um, and I really think it's, it's quite unique because it's really a, a consumer friendly mining app and maybe the most at this point uh, when it comes to just getting set up and you're, you're a miner, right? So that's a pretty cool thing to be working on. Yeah, definitely. I can say with um, certainty that I own probably far too many Pepe's. Um, I think Chamber, you might also own some Pepe's. I'm a uh, Pepe card baby whale. Um, I can see. I'm a big, I'm a big fan. I see Cynthia. Cynthia's hanging out with us on our hangout, even though she's not uh, mic'd up. But I think she just waved her hands that she also owns some Pepe's. I literally, I, I mean, I own <laughs> way too many of these things. <laughs> um, but they're they're really fun. I'm really into the whole um, potential of the art on the blockchain and the collectibles aspect of it. I got to also say that. Um, I think I'm actually running Honey Miner on my laptop as we do this recording. So um, that's pretty cool too. It's one of those things where it's like two clicks, anybody could do it. Your grandmother could be a miner. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, I did want to ask you, you mentioned before about Twitter and kind of, um, you know, being a meme account. What What is that like? I mean, you are, you're, you're a frog. So <laughs> how, does, yeah. how does that work? Um, you know, really, I'm a human, but uh, obviously, uh, most people, I think, when they hear Coin Easy, um, they're thinking a frog in their head, right? Um, but it, it's kind of uh, it's kind of deep, actually. How I, I started this, I I originally had my personal account and was following people like Vitalik and maybe like Jimmy Song and and people like that in the earlier days. I don't know, maybe 2013 or something. And I. I I try to interact with uh, people from time to time. And, and I found that like using my personal account, that was just difficult. Like it was kind of a prejudice associated with the way you look and, and advertise yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I think in a, like a year or two ago, I started this account and kind of just followed people. Wasn't super active at first, uh, just kind of getting a feel, saw that there was really this growing crypto kind of trader, minor um, kind of uh, renegade Twitter community that was going on where it's really like uncensored, like say what you want. And, and it was a lot of fun to be a part of. And, and I just kind of developed this, uh, this brand like the coin easy, which is, is related to, if you guys remember a coin, West coin came out <laughs> yep. and it kind of was like uh, based off the South park gay fish and everything. And, and it was a really funny first <laughs> great episode Doge and then coin West was like another meme coin that came out. Right. And these are actually really great awareness points for crypto and Bitcoin, I think actually in retrospect, but, uh, I, I just kind of fell into, well, I can create this this kind of mask that allows me to say and do and and tell these jokes that maybe my my personal account just like couldn't really get away with, um, and it's a it's a really now for me like this channel of like uh, open mindedness and and creative creativity and, and trying to uh, kind of uh, connect with other intellectuals and things like that. Twitter is really great for that. Yeah, and it's also great for shit posting, which is basically what I use it for. So. Yeah, I mean, of I'm, I'm guilty in that department. I always joke that, um, you know, when I, the stuff I do for whale reports is like pickup lines and if cryptos were serials and the periodic table, I'm like, yeah, I'm basically the teen Cosmo beat writer of the whale report. So <laughs> that um, stuff is so legit, though. There she is. <laughs> there she I'm is. Here. So we might have fixed our technical difficulties. I'm pretty sure that your articles get the most clicks. 
They, well, you know, I, 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 ain't here to, I ain't here to brag, but... Um, and yes, cool. hey, that's me tuning in, Cynthia Wood. I finally got my mic to work. Cynthia, why don't, so you, introduce, why don't you introduce yourself quick? Uh, quickly, I'm Women of Crypto on Twitter, and uh, now I'm here. Uh, I, I'm a content creator for Whale Reports. I have my own startup that I'm working on. Um, I am me, Sweet. and now I'm here. I'm the woman of uh, Crypto Aquarium, right? The, I'm the, the queen of the crypto aquarium. I'm the queen. Aquarium queen. I like <laughs> yeah. that. I have a sticker, guys, so it's legit. <laughs> That's awesome. So <laughs> so we wouldn't be the wrecked podcast if we didn't talk about some of your most wrecked crypto stories, CoinEasy. So come on, share with us some of your biggest crypto wrecks <laughs> since you've been involved in the space. Oh, man. Uh <laughs> Well, you know, I, I got to like disclaim that I'm not really like a, a trader. I don't really try to advertise that I'm a I'm in a, like a trader of the markets. Right. Uh, so I guess I don't share the same wreckness that some people uh, could getting into some of these uh, these token markets. But uh, I, I think if my probably my most wrecked moment looking back on it was knowing about Bitcoin and not buying it. Right. Um, but even <laughs> beyond great. that, I. I I started getting it or I knew about Bitcoin in what, 2012. And, you know, at that point it was like they were $40 or something. I remember. And um, you just like simply wish you could have bought more. That's like the most wrecked you really could be. But even beyond that, I, I started getting into mining pretty early and I really didn't have any business getting into it. I, I didn't really know a lot about computers and, and mining or even how this stuff really worked. But I saw all these other cryptocurrencies popping up. And I think on Bitcoin talk, I read about this idea of mining. And some people were doing it for things like Ethereum and or or like I think really early Dogecoin, Litecoin, Purecoin, stuff like that. So I, I was with my buddy that I was running this uh, software development company for the last few years. And, and we were kind of early on and had our office. We set up a, a miner there um, and we let this thing run for a while. We were mining Litecoin, if I remember. And uh, after some time, our, our colleagues were getting really annoyed because it was really, really <laughs> hot and noisy in the office. Right. And uh, so we eventually we had to like dismember this this beautiful machine. I still have pictures of it um, and uh, had to actually like start selling the parts. And oh. I, I think that was the biggest wrecked moment. It's like I, I got rid of the miner. And really, if I would have been running that thing for the next two years, it oh. would have been a really oh. profitable endeavor. Right. Yeah, uh, sure. I, I was really ahead of myself at that point to not realize the value of it. Um, you could, you and could even selling them. the hardware was like cheaper now i could have waited a year and sold the hardware for twice the amount right because oh god the GPU, that's painful yeah it really oh. hurt to think about that but <laughs> it was a cool learning experience because I'm, I'm into mining now obviously with like honey miner it's a consumer mining product and that was a huge learning experience for me so i, I got a little bit wrecked uh could have done a lot better financially but uh i learned a lot instead think about how much you could have dumped on charlie lee before he dumped on everybody else <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Lee would have been holding your bags. So what great. a what's the show um, that people are always showing the that they're quoting from that he talks about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies all the time. He's you guys uh, know what I'm like the about? wonderful crypto friends. I think he has a podcast with the. Uh, no, the show on TV, the series where the guys. Oh, oh, Silicon Valley. So yeah, Silicon Valley. You talking about mining in your office reminds me of Silicon Valley. That's funny. So uh, the mining story, I have, I got into mining uh, this past year too, and I 
was doing well in the bull market and so we me and a buddy of and my brother and my dad actually my dad is a miner and so uh we um cashed out some of our wait a second your dad is a miner yeah, it's so we got badass. we got That's my dad awesome. we got my dad into into mining with us. So he went in on our giant rig. So we have a fifty four GPU mining rig that we set up in our buddy's uh, garage. And it just reminded me when you said that the office was hot and and people were annoyed. So we have this in his garage. And first of all, his wife wants to kill us. His garage is <laughs> his garage is a thousand degrees. And not only that, in order to keep the vent out and to vent the air out, he's got to keep his garage door open, like probably about a foot, <laughs> probably about a foot crack. And he's got like these these um, fans blown in. And his neighbors, it's such an eyesore to them that they called the homeowners association. No. <laughs> and, and so he's, we have to figure out how we're going to redo the setup there so he can actually close his garage. But I just, it reminded me of that because you said that it was hot in the office and stuff. So, uh, yeah, he's thing. getting wrecked right now with that. You gotta he, find some we're all getting wrecked. And then we started, facility. yeah, then we started mining Ethereum at, I don't know, thousand dollars and you know so everything that we've had since then has just gone down in value so uh mining wrecked on that one and now now i just subscribed to the church of at crypto christopher walken so um i'm just gonna mine yeah wants, so. christopher walken's got it going on yeah um, anybody really anybody else want to share a uh crypto wrecked before they move before we move on I gotta no. save mine for more episodes. Oh. <laughs> I, I, they're right. too good. They're too All good. Right, good. So, so keeping on with the Rex theme, we got your biggest crypto Rex, Coin Yeezy. What's your biggest? What's one of your biggest real life Rex? Let the uh, audience really get to know you. <laughs> oh man. Well, there's 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 too many uh, too many to count. I would say. Um, hmm, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I think it would have to be the time I, I when I was applying for university. I was applying. I went to Purdue in Indiana, and boiler it's up. a pretty, it, you know, the the boiler up, right? Uh, it's a kind of the land of cargo shorts and, and <laughs> pretty pretty nerdy school. Pretty pretty tough to get into. A really a really great school though. And I had uh, growing up, I always I lived close to it, and I always wanted to to go there. And I applied when I was applying for colleges. Of course, Purdue was my first. And I applied there and maybe a couple other places and I, I, I got my letter back and it said no. I applied, I think, oh. for like the School of Science or something. And uh, I got to say that was probably my most like wrecked moment uh, of my of my young life. Right. I I, I just assumed that I was getting in um, and uh, kind of had to deal with that for a while. And, and, and long story short, I actually uh, reapplied, wrote a letter to like the, the admission council or whatever. And kind of told him my story and what I was trying to do. And I got in and uh, wow, it was kind of last second cool. even. I, I yeah. was like right right on the uh, cusp of accepting like another school. I was like, oh man, am I gonna go to IU? Am I gonna have to go to Ball State? <laughs> like I, I couldn't live with myself, right? Um, I had this in my head already. And um, so I was I was pretty wrecked. I mean, really uh, emotionally, that was a, a tough time. And I think it actually really, uh, a lot of stuff added up after that, right? Through Purdue and even leading into the, the whole sure. Bitcoin world. Um, being in, in West Lafayette, um, Kind of being around these 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 engineering-minded people, computer science people, and um, I, I started businesses and websites, and then eventually software, and and kind of started doing this cryptocurrency stuff uh, in the probably probably last four years or so. 
um, more seriously as a business, right? So uh, it, that, I was really wrecked, and I could have been even more wrecked, um, but I was lucky enough that they accepted me, and it all worked out. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's an awesome story that you wrote in and they accepted you after the fact. I mean, you said, I think you said that you learned about Bitcoin at like a college party, no? Yeah, that's right. So, I, I learned about Bitcoin at uh, a party. I was uh, I was also in a fraternity. Um, I wasn't really involved, but it was something I tried out and I made some friends through that. And I went to a, a friend's party and uh, his brother had started a, a Bitcoin related business and uh, he was at the party as well. And I, I kind of, like I said, I, I heard about it uh, at this party, didn't really know what the heck it meant. Um, my friends were kind of just like, oh, they were excited about it, but I don't think anybody really knew what Bitcoin sure. was. And uh, I took that home with me and, and that That's obviously crazy to think changed that, my life. To think that maybe if you didn't go to Purdue, you either may have not been in the space you are now, or it would have taken you much longer to get there. Uh, which, so that's pretty, that's definitely pretty sure. interesting. That's cool. Yeah, so thanks for sharing your real life, Rekt. Um We're gonna kick it over to, to Chamber. So um, like I said before, Chamber's been the, the brainchild behind the theory of the Rekt podcast. So he created a uh, Rekt test for you. So he's got some questions for you that he's going to ask to see, you know, if we can predict your your future level of rectness, so chamber, take it away. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, basically, we want to know is you know during the next bull run, how likely are you to get wrecked again? <laughs> um, so it's it's a it's a ten question uh, survey. You know, uh, basically, you know, you one out of ten, you, you get a ten percent chance, and, and you will 10, be judged on your answers. You will be judged. <laughs> so yeah, you know, nine out of ten, you're ninety percent likely. So question one. Is your portfolio currently more than 85% alts? Uh, absolutely not. No. <laughs> Very good. All right, that's, all right, so that's good. You're off to a good start. Very good start. Like, I, like, on the other uh, hand. 90% Bitcoin, you know. There you go. Like all right. So far, I am very wrecked. Um, <laughs> do you use um, Twitter without night mode? Rarely. Rarely. Oh. Sometimes. Okay. See, I didn't. I didn't even know Twitter had a night mode. <laughs> I don't use it. I never do. I used it once, just to see what it was. Gotta use night. I mode. use Telegram night mode, Wait, but yeah. I don't use. I didn't even know Every Twitter day, had a night, night mode. mode. Every <laughs> <day> <laughs> so I'm officially wrecked on that answer, I guess. <laughs> now you mentioned you don't do too many too many trades. Um, this is a Bitmex related question. Uh, do you use more than three times leverage when on Bitmex? Went on BitMEX, it's a hundred times, or that's it. That's <laughs> it, one way or the highway. All right. Go big or right. go home. Hundred times, hundred times it? leverage or GFY. That's it. <laughs> that's right. Do you own any uh, any Verge? Uh, no. Very good. That's that's the right answer. Yeezy does not pay for porn. <laughs> I, I, don't need, I don't need that. Uh, that's what I don't need that's, porn, a, so. that's a great All meme. Right. Yeezy does not pay for porn. Needs to be a thing. Uh, any Tron? No Tron. Very, uh, no Verge. Two for two. That's those. Those are those no are good answers. No yeah. Ripple either. Good. Um, do you uh, do you ever use the term Bitcoin Core? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Bitcoin Core is technically the code implementation, right, of Bitcoin, and Bitcoin as the currency or network. Is You're dropping Bitcoin, knowledge right? bombs so, on us. Come on. Let's see. Yeah, so your, Bitcoin Core. Easy uh, being politically this, correct. They, they're well. There's also like that that whole political battle of what Bitcoin Core is with Bitcoin Cash, right? But uh, I, I, you know, I'm going off of my uh, 
instincts here, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, that Bitcoin Core is actually the code implementation of, of Bitcoin. All right. enough. So Fair he enough. just wrecked the wrecker. I was going to say, <laughs> when referring to Bitcoin, we refer to it as Bitcoin and not Bitcoin Core? Bitcoin. As a rule? Yes. I, I refer I, to it as Bitcoin. I yeah, do. of course. Bitcoin okay. is Bitcoin. If I'm talking to a Bcasher. Fair enough. Especially at a Bcasher, right? Um, is Cryptopia in your top three exchanges? Cryptopia. Uh, no, I, I don't really... Uh, I don't really, I don't really touch. Uh, I guess I'm a little bit extreme in this way. I don't really touch like uh, exchanges. So, well, that's, that's uh, one way to not get wrecked. <laughs> what I like is Crypto Bridge. I like Crypto Bridge. It's pretty cool, like using uh, kind of this decentralized method, and it's using uh, Graphene, which is the same as Steemit's blockchain. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of a cool experiment there. So I, I kind of like that one, but. I've been hearing a lot more about that one uh, lately. Cryptopia, though, I gotta say, is like uh, definitely my first like deep dive shitcoin exploration. I mean, it, it's like it's a dirty direct. pond, right? It's so but, good, uh, though. It's so, it's so good. good, guys. I've made actually some really good money on Cryptopia in the past. 100%. I can't deny it. So, 100%. You know. A dirty no, I think, pond I think it trades like uh, it. Uh, Mothership. I know some of the guys there that founded Mothership. Mothership. It's a decentralized exchange. I think it's traded on Cryptopia. So, that, you know, I, I remember following them pretty early and, and keeping up with Cryptopia because of that. And for the record, these are all questions that I say yes to. So, like, I'm 100 percent right. Chamber uh, is definitely right. I am a degenerate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you buy the uh, <laughs> the BitConnect coin bottom? I uh, I've never even I didn't even know what BitConnect was for like until it died, basically. So BitConnect. That's a that's a hard no. For the record, it is at a great buying opportunity. <laughs> I'm God, just saying. Guys, I looked at the history today. I looked at the history today, and it was up at like four hundred and twenty dollars at yeah, its tippy top. Crazy, and it's, it's crazy. less than a dollar right now. It's like that's forty what, cents. Gotta stay away. Holy it's shit! Done. Can you imagine it's buying done. the top in that? Woo. God, Chamber, if it ever comes back, if it ever comes back, you have Body, to get. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be if, a whale. If it ever hits all time <laughs> highs, you have to, and you got to commit to it right now. And Rise the from the dead. If it hits all time highs, you have to get a Carlos Matos tattoo. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Done. Oh I think God. you're right here, though. Question yeah, nine. I think so too. Question nine. Do you dream of owning a Lamborghini? No. I'm, with, really. I'm really with you on that one. I'm, I'm not a big Lambo guy. So Yeezy, like, what maybe is like your... a, something douchey like a Mercedes G wagon or something? I was gonna right? say, what's like, your dream car out. then? Yeah, what's your you know, dream one of those, car? One of those cars you could take out into like the Siberian winter as well as like the <laughs> Arabian desert. I want one of those. Right? <laughs> something hardcore, something fast, something probably pretty inefficient. If I'm really gonna spend, <laughs> maybe a Tesla. You know, we go one way or the other. That Sounds Elon good. Elon Moist. <laughs> Moist. And the oh, final Lord. question is: Two FA too much hassle? Absolutely not. Uh, I, I recommend you you use a third party app like Authy or something. Uh, don't For use sure. your SMS uh, text message. I think people are catching on to that, but uh, that's actually kind of a vulnerable scenario to be in. Um, but two factor is a, a great habit to be in. Chamber, awesome. when I saw that question on your list. I was baffled that there actually might be people that don't use it. There have to be people. There definitely I just are. Pulled, I just did a poll on Twitter. There's like sixty uh, percent of people uh, keep their their Bitcoin on exchanges, so or crypto no. On exchanges. So. No, no, you got that. How, how else are you supposed to get those trades in? <laughs> <laughs> 
that's incredible. I mean, it's true. I mean, I, I think it depends. That one is tricky to me because it depends on how much you're talking about. Like if you're trying to trade yeah. and you need, you know, you obviously need some Bitcoin on there. But if you're talking large sums of money, that's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? So, um, so Chamber, how do you do? What was the what was the score? Honestly, I think we, I think we only got three out of ten. Like that's that's, that's pretty, pretty good. That's very good. So that's Yeezy the... does not pay for porn, and he is not wrecked. He is not, not wrecked. He is, he is not wrecked. I guess I'm as wrecked as my exposure to Bitcoin. To be that's fair, true. Hey, that's a good place to be because eventually, Absolutely. you know, we all kind of believe in that vision here too. Um, Definitely, it's the it's the mothership, right, of cryptocurrency, and I think there's a big future with Bitcoin in particular. So it's uh, if you're going to be in crypto, that's the safest place if there's such thing. All right, so we got you on record saying that you believe that Bitcoin is the future. Now we're going to go into the purge. If you could purge any um, crypto project, what would it be and why? So obviously Bitcoin wouldn't be it. Um, by the way, before you answer this, I got to give a shout out to at Father of Bags who tweeted this and I asked him if we could use this for the show. He's our editor at Whale Report, so shout out Father of Bags. He's um, awesome. What's yeah, up, Father of Bags? He's dope. We'll probably have him shout on the out. show at some point. Um but so yeah, who would be what would be your crypto purge? I gotta say probably Verge. I mean just use Monero or Purge Haven or, the Verge. Or Zcash yeah, or whatever, sure. right? Uh Zcoin, Pivx. there's a whole list. So uh Verge. yeah Verge. It's out. See Pur purge the verge all right that's awesome so um we're going to kick off our wrecked news segment so how this is going to work we each have a um, news topic that we're going to talk about and um we'll have you know reactions from around the around the team here so um cynthia you want to start it out with yours i do i was about to ask you if i could go first because i need to go refill my vino so let's get <laughs> my news on and um <laughs> then i'll be back awesome okay so, first, the wrecked news that everybody on Twitter has been talking about today is PeepCoin. What is you it? Guys, PeepCoin. 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 PCN. Come on. <laughs> I had never heard of it either, Yeez. So, I, I uh, haven't either. <laughs> okay, well, apparently there was a bunch of, um, you know, the influencers on Twitter that were shilling it yeah, previously. It's lighting up, light up Twitter today. Uh, yeah, well, okay, so last week, Daps or DApps, whatever this coin is, um, announced that PeepCoin was going to Cryptopia. They were planning on this swap for um, everybody that owned PeepCoin. It was going to swap one to one with the Daps coin. Okay. Well, <laughs> yesterday, apparently, the Daps guys found out that they that there were seven active wallets holding a majority of their supply, something like five billion. Oh, which boy. was like 12, 13% of the total supply. And these weren't just cold, you know, non-active wallets. They were staking, buying, and selling, and had they had proof that they had manipulated the price. So they said, oh, never mind. We are not doing the swap at all. And the price just tanked on PeepCoin. I mean, right. tanked. And everybody was talking about it on Twitter. Their community on Telegram and Discord was blowing up. So Daps comes out and says, never mind, we're not canceling the swap. We're going to do an airdrop. So all of these people had already sold and tanked the price, which is the perfect opportunity for these guys to go back and buy some more peep coins, super cheap, let the price rise back up, and then, you know, now there's an airdrop again. Then do the airdrop. 
Yeah. So was it a, was it People an, are saying, oh, it was just poorly executed. There was no scam. Yada. You never know. You never know. And one of those huge wallets uh, belonged to like one of their old developers uh, who was manipulating the price. He's not even currently working on the project. So it doesn't look good at all. So was it an exit scam? Because I saw everybody on Twitter saying exit scam today, and I did Right, and I, I don't think that was true. I don't think it was a, quote, exit scam, but definitely some fishy stuff going on, especially to announce that, no, we're not doing the swap, and the price just absolutely tanked. And then got, they I, decided a couple hours later, oh, well, we're just going to do an airdrop. I got to say, I feel pretty good about myself because this is something I would definitely just go all in on. I didn't put a <laughs> You really are into... wrecked, Chamber. I'm re... no, I'm, You're a like degenerate. I'm getting, I'm getting better. No, okay, he's I'm learning. Like, I, I wasn't even affected by this issue, so I was. I feel good about myself. It was a good day. Well, you know, what's his name? David Gostein, or however you say his name, apparently oh, was yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. guys that was shilling it. And so everybody was like, you know, posting screenshots of him shilling it, and he's saying, oh... This is a great time to buy. It's dumped. And then the news came out about, you know, they're not doing the swap. And so it just, that guy already, I don't know anything about him to say yeah, whether he's a scammer he, or not, but he already has a bad name. And then this yeah. comes out. Didn't, didn't they add him to the OCN, like as an advisor? And he's then, on like, a bunch of shit as an advisor. Yeah, and then got kicked off a bunch of them, I think. Yeah, the last I don't weeks, know. So, no, I yeah, don't know. He's got a stink on him, I think. <laughs> a lot of people, he's got a bad rap, but I don't really know anything personally, so. Yeezy, you have anything to add to this story? I know you're not a shitcoin connoisseur like Chamber. <laughs> Get out. Stay away. <laughs> That's, That's my advice. I highly yeah. recommend it. Well, and and you know, it's called Peepcoin. Are you going to really invest your life savings into Peepcoin? It's, Come it's on. It's the peeps. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Chamber, what's your story? Well, um, e, uh, EOS is in the, uh, the news again today. They seem to be in the news uh, a lot lately. Uh, apparently, um, through um, you know the wallet verifications, turns out their main wallet only has a hundred thousand ether left in it. Um, this was a project so that uh, you know accumulated about four billion dollars. I think as of right now, that hundred thousand ETH would be about forty-five million, which would be put them at about less than two percent uh, of their four wow. billion dollars. That's crazy. Uh, but I, I think the bigger story is um, uh, Dan Larimer came out and said it is proposing a change to the EOS constitution. Apparently EOS has this constitution on the rules of voting within the EOS uh, platform. And it took them a bunch of time. I think it took them a, a few weeks to get their mainnet on. They, they launched their mainnet without a testnet. And I think they needed a 15% kind of a, a approval through the, the voting system. Uh, and it took a long time. Um, so he uh, he went on record saying the current constitution is not wise. So um, for those EOS holders, um, there might be some positive changes coming. Uh, I held EOS at, at one point. I did sell, you know, almost the top on it. So I felt pretty good about that one. Good, good um, job, man. <laughs> but, you know, they, they get a lot of shade. Um, there's there's two camps on it for sure. Um, I, I'm, I'm open. I'm not, I, I don't hate on EOS too, too much. I think uh, they got, you know, they got, they got some stuff to do with all that money. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm hesitant, positively hesitant right now. I own a lot of EOS, so you do. I'm back from my wine trip, right. guys. Sorry, I just walked in. I am not wrecked. <laughs> Wait, so you do Are own you talking about the ETH dump today? Yeah, you do own a lot or you did yes. own a lot? No, no, I currently still do. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on the whole issue? Uh, well, I just feel like what are the, what, they don't need to hold any Ether anymore. 
So who cares if they're dumping it? That's that's true, I guess. I'm so, sure these, you know, a lot of these ICOs are dumping or like dumping, but they're 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 liquidating their their Ethereum raised instantly, right? So there are they some don't need it anymore. They have their own platform. It's the way, so it's a I don't think it's that. Raising. Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but whatever. So what do you think? I just what do you think that effect is going to have on like? The overall situation for Ethereum, uh, like long-term output, if you know all these ICOs are raising money through Ethereum, then they have all this uh, Ethereum. They they like you said liquidate it, um, obviously driving some prices down for Ethereum. But I mean, how do you think that plays out for Ethereum long-term? I think these, it doesn't mean it's in, it's just short-term because the uh, you know Ethereum is something that people can build on. It has things built on it. Yeah, sure, maybe things like. Pepidap and, and CryptoKitties, but it, it exists. Um, and there's other things out there, obviously, that have a better use case as far as like the enterprise world goes. But I, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's the most liquid. It's uh, the, the brand name has so much value. If you're going to build some kind of a decentralized application, uh, you're not building it on, on Tezos or EOS or whatever is out there. Right. So it, I, I think it's really just like short term, like speculative plays if you're going into EOS or whatever. And I just don't see how they have like the development and human resources to actually build something that that's really going to make a difference. But I mean, I, I'm all for these projects, the variety, the diversity. Um, I think that like it's just bringing a lot of human capital and development in general. But most of it's just burn, right? These projects are, I think, are just going to burn out, and there'll be yeah. these real use cases like yeah. Ethereum. The frog, the frog has spoken. It's wise words from the frog. I think so, it's two different things as well. Like with EOS, I think it's more um, enterprise uh, blockchain. Um, it's not as decentralized as Ethereum is. And so it's really two different markets that you're looking at. And mm -hmm. like Yeezy said, it's it's short term, it's speculative. And I don't think, you know, um, like EOS dumping their Ether, it was because they, they migrated to their own platform. Not all of these huge ICOs are going to migrate to new platforms. They're going to stay Ethereum based. So. Correct. Yeah. Good point. Awesome. So my story, um, it's it's a little old at this point, but I feel like it's something we should talk about. Uh, is uh, John McAfee? Obviously, we've all seen or heard um, what he's been up to this week. So uh, five days ago now. He sent a tweet that said, I apologize for my three-day absence, but I was unconscious for two days at the Vident Medical Center in North Carolina and just woke up. My enemies managed to spike something that I ingested. <laughs> However, I am more difficult to kill than anyone can possibly imagine. I am back. So then he followed that up with some <laughs> tweets uh, from the hospital bed and... Um, he did some videos from the hospital bed and then he uh even further came out and he posted a picture of some dude on the motorcycle oh actually before that he said and for those who did this you will soon understand the meaning of wrath i know exactly who you are and you'd better be gone then he posted that picture of that dude on the suzuki motorcycle and said five thousand dollar reward for anyone who could provide the full name address and phone number of this man no questions asked your confidentiality is assumed as assured dm me um one thing sounds I think like is, a hit yeah oh, it, oh it's oh it's, it's a, certainly a hit it's a straight up hit <laughs> that's a straight up hit but i think what's more funny is he says uh 
I know exactly who you are. I know who you are that did this. And then in the next tweet, he goes, uh, please, somebody find out who this hey, person somebody is. Somebody find him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so my question is, who's more wrecked? Was it McCaff or McAfee or is it the guy on the Suzuki motorcycle? Suzuki's more, uh, he's more wrecked. Yeah, I mean, that's, well, that's McAfee, insane. McAfee, his persona is wrecked. McAfee just is a wrecked person. In he's general, like 80. he's just wrecked. <laughs> he's, physically, okay, first of all, I don't think anybody poisoned him. Okay, I think he just did too much blow one night, and they had to, you know, resuscitate him or something. The guy's like ninety and lives this crazy lifestyle. I just he, he looks like he's forty-five. No, he doesn't. Doesn't look ninety. <laughs> he looks like he's like a corpse, guys. Wait, how Come old on. is he actually? Is he really like eighty? Yeah, he's 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 he's, he's old. He's a like he's grandfather. Old. Seventy-eight or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, he I, looks. If I look like that at his age, I will be more than happy. Yeah, to I'm. I'm with you, Chamber. I think he looks good for a man yeah, who lives on the, lives on the he's edge. He's seventy-two. Guys, he looks jaundiced. Twenty-four-seven. Oh, what a life. John, <laughs> a life. Jaundiced. J-O-H-N. No, J-A-U-N-D-I-C-E. <laughs> like when your liver is not functioning properly and you're yellow. Oh, I have, yeah, I have two follow-up. I have two follow-up questions. Yes. A, sir. why aren't we call, are we not calling this an assassination attempt? <laughs> and 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 two, uh, I think we got to call him Crypto Rasputin by this point. I mean, this guy <laughs> is—you uh, can't kill him. He's—you can't—you can't kill the guy. The guy's been trying. Have to you kill guys himself. seen his documentary on Netflix? Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, insane. I don't know if you can call it an assassination attempt if he's not president yet. <laughs> oh, really? I, I, you can't like it's not an assassination attempt if you just kind of kill anybody like oh like you mean it, you mean him on the on the suzuki guy yeah definitely no 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 i mean i mean i mean the poisoning oh <laughs> i didn't i didn't realize assassination was only for presidents or no too much too much party man he just he's tripping i, I don't know i don't get it i don't know so, i don't get where his enemies are coming from at this point Who's your who's your vote for in 2020? Is it going to be um, Coin Yeezy Randy Marsh for president ticket, or is it going to be John McAfee, John McAfee, and whoever he runs with? <laughs> Yeezy Randy 2020. Yeezy Randy 2020. No That's got my vote all day. <laughs> awesome. Easy win. All right, cool. So that go, that goes uh, for our news. Um, so we did have a little. Uh, we're gonna try to do a wrecked fantasy league for you know all of our guests, ourselves, and our listeners as well. So we're gonna try to set up the things for the listeners. But um, what we want to do for you, since this is our first episode, we want you to try to pick three projects or uh, three three coins. Um, it could be anything out there that you think are gonna perform well over the. The next month and we're going to track your wreckness next month okay yeah um, we can we can go a little longer ne- next couple months is fine let's let's see uh bitcoin obvious all right mm, let's go with monero oh okay i think i think this fungibility play is is big privacy is big um there'll be a lot more advancements as far as like being able to choose uh Kind of anonymous channels for payment whether it's on bitcoin or, or using things like monero or, or haven or things like that um and my third would be ravencoin i really like their team they've got a lot of development resources they're working on doing some like security tokens basically um and i think their roadmap is going to start kicking some stuff out here in the next couple months you were mining so. that for a long time right i yeah i was pretty early on the the ravencoin 
uh, train. I, I think uh, I, was, I was right there with the Genesis uh, block and everything, and I just think it's a pretty cool project. It's obviously backed by people like Patrick Byrne, the CEO of Overstock, which is now creating uh, or, or have created T0, which is a whole thing in itself, kind of like the blockchain meets uh, Wall Street, you know, NYSE trading stock markets, right? So uh, it's a pretty well backed, like philosophically, and of course, like Overstock and Medici Ventures uh, and Bruce Fenton and Tron Blackbit, they're really experienced entrepreneurs and they staff people. They have the a public company's backing to do that, right? Yeah, so right. I, I, uh, I really like Ravencoin. I'm not sure how it does in the next month, but I guess if I'm uh, picking one, that's that's going to be it. Well, so we we haven't quite decided how we're going to track them yet, but we'll we'll log those down as your pick. So right Coin, Coin Yeezy's got Bitcoin, Monero, and Raven for his first three picks here. So I know um, what my bags are going to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm buying you, some of that stuff you, right now. Chambers all in on Raven right now. He he's not paying attention. He's actually clicking around yeah. trying to purchase. Right. Market Yeezy buy. shells it. Market <laughs> buy Raven. The project block, right? <laughs> So awesome. So um, this point, we're going to kind of just go back into your projects, whatever you want to talk about before we get into your um, your specific projects that you want to talk about. I do have to ask you because we I saw it on Twitter all week about the Satoshi time traveler. Uh, story and and the quantum computing. So I know you were you dove deep into that rabbit hole. So I want to I want to give you a chance yeah. to kind of tell everybody because I, I got to tell you I read a, a million things on it. I still my little plebe wrecked brain does not understand I, I it. Say, yeah, I, thank you for I that, easy because I waste I lost so much sleep diving down that rabbit hole. I mean I fell deep, deep. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think if for whoever's listening, like this is really related to this this hash that that was mine. It's a uh, uh, long story short, it's like the twenty one e eight zero zero, right? This this number became like a big mystery on Twitter. Um, and apparently, after you you kind of do some research, like the time travel stuff and Satoshi uh, kind of you know being able to to uh, transcend time and space uh, was there's a fun aspect of this thought, but. Um, what, apparently what it looks like is that somebody was able to mine this, I guess, vanity hash. Like it's a hash that they wanted it to look a certain way. In this case, the 21E800 is like a, these, the first, uh, what, five, six digits, right? And that, what that kind of tells us is that uh, somebody was able to, they're building something on Bitcoin that's able to uh, kind of mine things that are really high difficulty and uh, that are beyond what the network demands today. So they were able to mine this uh, this hash that uh, I think it's like a 300 year probability of it being just mined, you know, randomly, right? So uh, that obviously triggered my my interest, and I kind of dove in, and you found out that this guy Andrew DeSantis, uh, a pretty kind of known as a Mad Hatter type, and and specifically invests a lot of his time and resource and entrepreneurial you know development into Bitcoin and building on top of it. Um, and it, what it looks like is that at some, some way they're using Bitcoin, kind of building a computational engine on top of Bitcoin. So like the, the computer is, is derived in Bitcoin and it's able to do things um, obviously is a, a lot more, maybe not efficient, but more powerful in general. Right. And so these guys figured out how to do this. I'm not sure of the details. Obviously, it's not something that's really public. Um, but if you dive in enough, you start to realize that they're. They're doing something there that's really special. They're they're working. They're doing it with Bitcoin. Um, it seems like they're using Twitter as like an oracle for like whether it's 
indexing the, the information and, and sourcing it from Twitter, uh, using Twitter as some kind of like brain function to this, right? Um, if you if you follow DeSantis and this guy Mark Wilcox on uh, on Twitter, you can like they have all this meta like inside kind of chatter, right? And they're and they're interacting with the Twitter bot of Dios, uh, Dios.org, I think, or Dios.org, and uh, that's that stands for like decentralized operating system, or and and ironically, or or maybe on purpose is uh, related to Andrew DeSantis's name. So it all kind of comes from like. This idea of somebody had built a quasi-quantum computer or something of that nature that was able to create this vanity hash that really freaked people out, right? Yeah. Um, because they're like, wow, this is uh, something that's pretty improbable. And um, in a sense, they uh, they kind of communicated with the world through by printing the hash. That, that so what do you think? It, so what does it mean going forward? Like, what does that what does that mean? You know, for the future. I mean, I think it brings to question what Bitcoin is. It's, it's again, it really is a rabbit hole. Like, uh, you know, Bitcoin stone is a, a money, a store of value, kind of this censorship resistant thing. And uh, these guys are working to actually build like some kind of computation on Bitcoin, right? So, uh, Bitcoin, in other words, can be considered this big computer, perhaps quantum computer. Again, I, I'm not an expert in like quantum computing, but uh, I was able to get deep enough to start to get understand like these guys are really really doing something pretty special and at least at least in an experimental phase right that, um, and I've cool. seen them do some tests on, on Twitter where it looked like uh, DeSantis was actually calling like uh, uh, he was talking to the this this Twitter account Dios um, and asking it uh, to go and fetch out like uh, an Amber Alert right and find the location of this missing child or something so hmm. um, by doing that he said like I'll, I'll reward you one Bitcoin if you find that so if you follow it, follow it deep enough, that's uh, crazy. It looks like he's experimenting with this and using uh, it looks like Twitter kind of as one of its data points to like source information and be able to to talk to this computer. So think hive mind, think you know, kind of uh, neural yeah. network. And um, that is and creepy. Yeah, it, it's pretty creepy, and that's why people are really uh, excited about it. And I really got into that. I, I think it's uh, I think Bitcoin has a really bright future from that perspective. I think that um, the way Bitcoin is perceived today isn't going to be how it'll be perceived in uh, a couple of years from now. There's going to be things that really advance this. And I think particularly like using it as a way to der derive your operating systems and, and to be able to know that like the, the computer you start up based on this operating system, it's completely like rid of all these other third parties, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's clean, yeah. you know? So that's what Bitcoin can do. And um, I'm not sure to what extent they're doing that, but uh, it's really exciting to follow that's awesome. That's pretty cool. I I still not sure I get all of it, but <laughs> that's cool. That's really a better computer. That's a better explanation than I was trying to find on Twitter myself. So that's awesome. All right, that man. Story, it, that story it, gave me a nosebleed. I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So um, yeah, man. Talk about your projects. What you got going on? Um, anything you want the listeners to know about? What um, what you're excited about? Things like that. Yeah, I think uh, it, you know, like I said. Pepidap and uh, Honeyminer are really the where a lot of my time is spent. Um, Pepidap being a, a digital collectible, we're making these rare Pepe cards on Ethereum. Uh, we built up the the marketplace on on, on Pepidap.com, and uh, it's go a buy cool my project. Pepe cards, please. Yeah, <laughs> make me go, rich. Uh, me too. Looks like everybody here is pretty into it. It's it's very addicting. Um, it's you know we're working with a really uh, talented artist, Crypto Draws, and he's kind of. Uh, becoming this kind of moving he has a, a traditional like art background and moving into the digital space and i'd recognize that he's pretty talented and reached out to him and we started thinking about this 
this project, uh, Crypto Randy, Marsh and I, and um, you know, it, it, the inspiration kind of came from this counterparty asset uh, or counterparty game, Rare Pepe Cards. That was, there was mm -hmm. like this original. Um, and as we dove in the idea, I thought, wow, Ethereum offers like such a better user experience. More people are involved in Ethereum. It just has this bigger brand uh, for a user base. And I, I obviously am really fascinated with how you can assign digital assets um, using the blockchain, things like art, things like, um, you know, your car title or your, your whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so there's, it's a much bigger thing. You can abstract from uh, Pepe Dapp into to much, much bigger things, actually having like real mar art market with all kinds of art. Um, so that part was, that, that was a really fun experiment. And now we're kind of like focusing on uh, updating and, and getting this, the website and marketplace and a, and a little bit better place, kind of iterating on that and uh, working on some stuff with analytics and integration with 721. Like I said, we built for ERC 420 is what we're calling it. Yeah, the can you, I was going to ask you about that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that interests me and in how it's different from, you know, 721 and stuff. I think uh, listeners would be interested in that. Yeah, uh, to put it simply, so uh, 721, when you mint uh, uh, a Crypto Kitty, each one is its own. It's a it's Crypto Kitty 1, Crypto Kitty 2, right? Um, and then you can even get clever and say you wanted to create a, a card, and that card is going to have 100 issues of it. Um, on a 721 standard, it'd be card 1, you know, card 2 within this card class, right? So you can card 1A or whatever, card 1B. And you could actually, like, see, like, the first one created first the hundredth of this card right and uh, what we're trying to do is is experiment with kind of masking that um, and saying well if we create a card that has a hundred supply whether it's the first card or the hundred card uh, there really is no distinction between them so it's kind of the semi-fungible um, this play right and it was just an opportunity for us to experiment and, and paper unicorn the, the developer um, on the platform he's just a, a really talented developer but also like business-minded and, and motivated so he um, he and I and, and Randy kind of thought up how we'd go about this and we could easily do 721 or make it a little hard on ourselves to do ERC 420. But we thought this this experiment was unique enough and hadn't really been done uh, that we, we should try it out. So that's what yeah, we did. And actually cool. we're seeing some interest to, to integrate with it. Uh, we're seeing interest from uh, companies like Rarebits that are 721 marketplaces that actually want to invest in like doing a semi-fungible standard so we have wow. actively started even working with them to develop what this kind of making taking for maybe we have to iterate on erc420 to actually make it a real standard um, but it's starting to evolve that's, that's pretty very cool. cool yeah, yeah. that's awesome yeah um, so pepe dap is more than just the frog art you know the art's <laughs> beautiful and it's great um, but it's actually like a technical uh experiment as well yeah that's uh that's the cool thing about it to me and then you know, if I can make a couple, make a little ETH on the side with my with my cards, I'll take it. Um, do you want to talk about Honey Miner? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, Honey, Honey Miner is a big kahuna. So uh, basically, if you're listening to HoneyMiner.com, you can check it out. It's uh, currently for a Windows operating system. It's an app that you can download from HoneyMiner.com and uh, have up and running on your, your home computer in, in just a few seconds, basically. Um, and you just toggle a little switch that says turn on and it can turn your computer into a miner. And um, so basically it's a, a product that uh, it, it's actually mining the most uh, profitable cryptocurrency, like uh, just like a nice hash or other products might do. And, um, and it's going to pay you out in Bitcoin. So uh, that, that obviously is a lot different than Pepe Dapp. This is like, you know, a product that's inter it's really hardware focused. Uh, we have to really focus a lot of dev time on compatibility um, and being able to like do some QA and keep this thing 
in a really good shape, as well as making it, educating people what it is on the website. Um, so that's been a huge undertaking. It's been kind of in this beta soft launch phase for, for two weeks or so, and uh, we've seen some really good organic growth. Um, and we're just put out a nice update with kind of being able to monitor your GPU and CPU a little bit more, uh, more advanced setting for our users, um, which uh, they're really liking. And we're starting to feel like we can start to push this thing a little bit harder and get it out there to the world. So cool. I'm currently running Honeyminer on my laptop right now. Great. So, so am yeah. I actually. And then, so, but you can, uh, there's also going to be, is there going to be a Honeyminer Pro with like, so my question is always, Absolutely. What, can I, can I hook my 54 rigs, my dad's 54 GPUs up to the, up to Honeyminer? Yeah, I, I guess uh, technically if you're running a Windows operating system, you could, you could, you could do it now. Um, and, you know, we really are, it's a very consumer friendly product, but it is meant to be for miners of like, you know, I have a, I have a small mining operation um, and this, you, you can use Honeyminer the same. It's a lot earlier than something like NiceHash. They're they're really at like capacity, right? They're sure. like um, mm -hmm. they're kind of at the tipping point of their business. They've really captured a lot of the market. Um, but yeah, you can. There's going to be a Honey Miner uh, Honey Miner Pro that's really really focused towards advanced settings for people who have bigger farms. Uh, it's going to do some cool stuff like payout in the currency of your choice, and um, many many other things. Actually, we have like a lot of big ideas. Um, even considered like you know optimizations from an operation perspective, how we can uh, keep fees lower and uh, kind of figure that out. So there's a ton of like smart guys, uh, a, a really legit team, a lot of talented people like working 24 hours a day to get this thing growing and growing fast. So the Honey awesome. Pro is gonna be dope, I, I tell you that. I think we have a sign up form on the website and um, I'm, I'm working on actually putting that, uh, kind of putting together like what a Honey Miner Pro might look like, so we can start to educate some people on that cool. and uh, do some testing and things. So stay tuned. What about um, for Mac? Is that down the road sometime? Yeah, for sure. So Mac is like a you know most people that can use this kind of the sweet spot as a gamer, uh, somebody who has like a, a nicer computer running a couple of GPUs at home. Um, but there's uh, there's certainly a, a, a big want for Mac, and um, I think from just purely like a user growth perspective and people being able to experience the, the brand is important to have Mac either way. Um, so Mac is like just, it's definitely climbing up on the priority list as we grow here. Um, and I think it's gonna be a pretty fun product. And technically, if you use a Mac now, everyone should know this, um, you could go onto the website, sign up for Honeyminer and uh, use your referral link and actually earn Satoshis for referring people to the product. So even in All this right. early stage, um, we're trying to incentivize, incentivize everybody to to join up and uh, try it out. And I think, you know, sooner than later, we're gonna start putting our heads towards a Mac-based uh, application. I think it's a must, right? That's awesome. Yeah, so, very cool. um, just for everybody out there listening, I will I will make sure to put my ref link in the show notes, um, so you can all use <laughs> my reference link. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I should, I should say too, like uh, we do, we're something that's a little different than NiceHash. We have the ref link, obviously. Uh, we also have a, a, like an XP, a reward system. So yeah, that's if you cool. keep Honey Miner toggled on, and, and later we're going to do some some cool stuff with like rewarding people, maybe have a bigger miner, you know, or you're a miner, a big time miner. Uh, we want to be able to reward those people. So we're looking at all that stuff. But you can actually just run it and have it on and earn Satoshi's uh, kind of a reward-based system too. So uh, we're experimenting with all of that, but it's a part of kind of our differentiator in a user experience from something like NiceHash. 
Cool. I think that's the coolest part is that it's so user friendly. I feel like anybody can do this, no, no matter where they are in the Yeah, we had a review today uh, on Steam it, and it was really great. It, it, it said, I, I, it really early in the, in the kind of the intro, it said basically this app can be used by anybody if they just stare at the screen, you know, for a minute. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like your, your your grandma can use it, kind of thing, right? And that's certainly the problem we were trying to solve um, to, to kind of start in this niche or, or this market that hadn't really seen or been able to be a miner. And of course we have all these big plays with uh, really the Honey Miner Pro and, and starting to get people that have these bigger farms to, to use our product. And uh, that kind of compounds with our user experience, right? That's awesome. I'm going to show my grandmother my ref link also. Absolutely. <laughs> All well, right. We already know your dad minds. Yeah, so. there you go. So <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, Yeezy, thank you so much. That's uh, pretty much all we have for you. How can people Thanks find you? Me. How can people at find Coin you? At CoinYeezy on Twitter. That's the easiest, at CoinYeezy. Um, you know, shout out to, to Crypto Randy Marsh and the Whale Reports and Icebergy. And um, I, I think it was a really great pleasure to be here with you guys. I know that uh, we, we kind of met through this Whale Reports project, but... I've grown into like some friendships and I think that this is a really great idea to do this podcast and I look forward to the future of it. Yeah, we really appreciate you coming on and being our inaugural guest. So, um, Chamber, how can people find you? At C Crypto Chamber on Twitter. I'm on Telegram, Crypto Chamber. Um, it's my brand. I, I'm not trying to dox myself because I have too much money. I'm, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm really just ashamed of my performance so far, so I don't want anybody to find out who I actually am. That's um, funny. But uh, no, yeah, that's, uh, that's, Twitter is usually the best way to get me. Cool. How about you, Cynthia? I am women of crypto on everything. Telegram, Instagram, Twitter, uh, the Aquarium Queen. <laughs> no, but my handle is Women of Crypto on pretty much every social media. But awesome. Twitter is where you can find me, or Twitter or Telegram. Oh, and at Coin Girl Circles on Telegram is my own channel. Gotta uh, that. I, nice. f- I follow that. I like to <laughs> see your circles. Who's not following? That's right. Come on so- now. Follower, um, I am at Bunchu Bets on Twitter and Telegram, and that's how you can find me. Please, uh, I hope you enjoyed our first show. Um, let us know what you thought on Twitter. Uh, I just want to sign out how I think we should probably, uh, in the spirit of the show, sign out with the um, Bitmex wrecked of the week. This <laughs> I've I went on and I found the most wrecked one I could find. A liquidated short from yesterday on on Bitcoin for seven hundred and thirty-eight thousand three hundred and twelve contracts at the price of six thousand one hundred and five dollars. And then the quote was wow. triple triple kill. So that triple is uh, that's a pretty Ouch. that's wrecked. pretty damn wrecked. <laughs> that's pretty damn wrecked. So, wrecked. so awesome. So thanks again for uh, to Coin Easy for coming on. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our first show. And until next time, don't get wrecked. Thank <laughs> you.